Ahoy mateys! I'm Adil, and you're listening to Plot Mechanics. In today's episode, we're looking at Cutthroat Island, the 1995 swashbuckler film directed by Rennie Harlan and starring Gina Davis. Yes, I know, the film gets a bad rap. After all, it did bankrupt its production company. But does it really deserve it? I personally love it, but I'm biased. I love swashbucklers. So let's join my friends Ed, Leon and Motsi and see what they think. And I am Leon. I'm Adil. I'm Ed. I'm Motsi. Uh, this week we watched the... I don't know if it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's a swashbuckler. Horribly amazing. Horribly amazing swashbuckler. Uh, I enjoyed myself, but I also enjoy myself. Uh, Cutthroat Island. I'm going to say it first. Cutthroat Island. I'm going to say it first. If this movie was done three years later with Kira Knightley, uh, Ryan Gosling, and Bradley Cooper, it could have been the next Pirates of the Caribbean. The first Pirates of the Caribbean, I think you mean. Yes. Well, um, here's the thing. I think if this movie was done with Morgan being a man and uh, Shaw being a woman, it would not have loved. No, I, uh, I'm maybe. Um, my whole thing is, um, I really like this movie a lot. Um, I think Yay. that at the DLC, you judged me too quickly. No, I, <laughs> that's why I said I wish I'd given it more attention because I feel like it's the kind of movie where I'd be like, um, watching it at, for a requirement is different from watching it like on my own time and just enjoying it. Because, yeah, I, I actually really, really like this movie. It's not, it's not flawless, but I think, I honestly do think it's in a lot of ways better than the Pirates of the Caribbean, which I also like, but it's in a lot of ways better than Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh, that's a hot take. It's a hot take, and I'm going to make it. But no, I mean, it is, it's a good movie. It's just that, it, I, what I can say about it is that you can see where all the money went. You could like... Um, for a lot of movies that are very high budget, you have to wonder like, where the fu- where did the budget go? But in this movie, every single dollar that they spent and that bankrupted them, you can see it on screen. And that's what I'll say about this movie. Every, like, if you want a romp of a, of a pirate movie where all the practical effects are on screen, this is the movie. <laughs> I wonder how many careers this movie killed. I know, right? I mean, it's like, it's, it's, the thing is, it's a good movie. It's like, is it's, it so, it's, it's not, a fun movie. it's a fun, fun movie. movie. You watch it. Okay. It's good in the way that like Transformers one is good. It's oh, not objectively, <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. It's not objectively a good movie, but it's entertaining as hell. I would say like, objectively, you watch it, it's like, as good as, I would say objectively, and this is going to be my other hot objectively it's about maybe just below avengers level it's just that it's um in in terms of like it's i don't know like there's something about it that that didn't work but there's a lot that did and i think that in terms of a lot of movies that disney has done for example like all of their like pirates of the caribbean itself it's on par with that I don't know why it didn't get as much um, attention and like as it did. I I don't I okay. Hmm. I don't understand. That. I don't understand why I, it flopped I, so hard. That actually. opening scene was hot garbage. You're the right. Writing. The opening scene. Okay. So, <laughs> the so the writing in the, the opening scene was hot garbage. Sure. But but um, throughout the rest of the movie, which I was expecting to be hot garbage, 
good. <laughs> it was uh, good. The movie no, was good. Ed, what did you think? Yeah, Ed, <laughs> Ed what, do you, what do you think of this? Of this movie? It's a movie. It's <laughs> a movie. Oh, right. oh no. Right. No, yes. no, no, no. It's, 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 it, I did not hate the movie. By any stretch of the word, I did not hate the movie. I'm, I'm a little shocked that the film bombed as hard as it did. However, I can see why. And my biggest problem with this movie is Gina Davis. And oh, pretty much the entire cast, I think they feel like no one wants to be there. That's my problem with this movie is I cannot connect with anything that's happening in it, nor can I connect with what's going on. There's nothing wrong with the actual production of the film. It's actually amazing, like Monty said, because there are so many shots in this movie where they're, like you said, like it's $100 million to make this movie or $98 million or something like that. You see everything on screen. Like there's, there's something happening in the forefront and then in the back, there's like people like building a ship or there's like stuff happening. And for, for something to have such a high production value like this, first of all, also they built an entire city to blow it up, like amazing. Like they, yeah. they don't do that anymore. In, in, in films, probably this being a reason why they don't do that anymore, but they like, you see all of that on screen. So in terms of the actual film, I didn't really have any problems with like the story that it wanted to tell the, the action sequences or the tone of the film. I thought all that was fine because like you said, eight years later, Pirates of the Car uh, Caribbean does the exact same thing and is praised uh, you know, for, for, for its originality or its tone or, or, its, or, or its ability to have fun. The problem that this movie has is its cast is so boring. Like, yeah. I... Yeah, and that's yeah, what I'm saying. If you, were, if you brought in Ryan Gosling, Kira Knightley, and, and Bradley Cooper as the three main people in this movie, it would have been a hit. Here's the thing. Oh, uh, Leon, I have a question, and then I have a statement afterwards. Um, how was how was that one guy's Jamaican accent? Oh, horrible. Okay, good. Oh man. Anyway, was, not only was his, <laughs> was not only was his was accent bad, it was his line delivery. Line everything. delivery. Felt like he was I, I, I like that guy, but yeah, like his his accent was very. It felt yeah. I it's a glass pool. But okay, so my statement here is the villain was awesome. He had the worst name yes. I've ever heard, and for a terrible, Dog. terrible, and it was a terrible, terrible joke that killed him. And I'm like, why would oh, yeah. you ruin this badass villain? I uh, love that joke. I wait oh for it God, every time. He's anyway, the, that was uh, a fucking before... awesome villain. I love this villain. Oh Side step. It's a goddamn cannon. She's like, I have a can. Like, step two feet to the left. And <laughs> Well, how long will it take to no ed ed do your oh, segment yes. do your segment oh are we gonna talk about its box office right now all right <laughs> i think this is very relevant all right to this movie. so i think what we need to know first of all was that rennie harland the director of this film as well as gina davis they were married at the time so Harlan, Rennie Harlan, convinced the producer, Mario Kassar, who was the head of Carol Crow at the time. Carol Crow, if you don't know, they produced Terminator 2, uh, Total Recall. Um, there's a couple other big movies that they produced that I'm trying to think of that are escaping uh, my the mind. Rambo so, movies. Uh, uh, the Rambo movies. The Rambo, First Blood, that is correct. Um, wow. However, wow. they were having- they were, Deep Blue yep. Sea, Devil's Pass. Stargate, uh, Stargate, I think, was also on there. I'm not 100% yeah. sure on Stargate. 12, 12 Stargate Rounds, movie, yeah. Exorcist. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. Yeah, they, they, were, they, were, they were a big company. But, however, at the time, they were very deeply in debt when this film entered pre-production. So they were already having a tough, a tough uh, um, 
time because there was a previous a, a film called Crusade that starred Arnold Schwarzenegger that ended up losing them a ton of money. Um, and I no that movie never oh, that got movie, made. movie never got made. That's right because, because they were having some production problems yeah. exactly. And so and I think Showgirls I can't remember if Showgirls came out before or after this but that also before put them this in, in before the yeah. so before. that that they were coming off that it was it was not good for them so anyways Harlan convinced them that Gina Davis is the next action star so they were like okay let's do this so they made this movie which production problems throughout um tons of rewrites uh recasts they originally wanted Michael Douglas to play the role that went to Matthew Modine. I think that was the, the original cast. And then he turned it down. And then they went through a whole laundry list of, of stars. Like Tom Cruise was, was initially at one point supposed to star in this. And they all turned it down. Finally, they gave it to Matthew Modine. So he, he's there. And the fact that this movie had such a huge production, a lot of the things that people take for granted now, they were trying to figure out how to do. So that in itself, like with the, yeah, how to do the action sequences, how to budget locations and, and, and all of that were basically contributing to the chaos that, that ballooned the budget from originally 60 million to 90 million, $98 million. Um, I don't recall what the marketing campaign for what, for this movie was, but I do remember there was one poster because I was about nine years old when I saw the poster for this looked cool, but it was literally just the flag of the the pirate flag mm -hmm. that's that that was essentially the poster for this movie and then they followed up with the other one with with the, the with the whole cast and whatnot um and there was one trailer i think that, uh, that and they had a video game by the way they did have a video game i have played yes so both game boy and nes or super nes exactly so they had they had a lot of hope for this film on its opening weekend, on a budget of ninety-eight million dollars, it grossed a whopping two million three hundred seventy-one thousand four hundred fifteen dollars for a total a total <laughs> domestic run a total domestic run of ten million seventeen thousand three hundred twenty-two dollars. No international box office; they could not release it worldwide. Oh, really? For a, for a for a total loss of anywhere between one hundred fifteen and one hundred fifty million dollars, essentially sealing Carol Crow's fate, bankrupting the studio, and that is the end of that. Also, well, it was. Go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Finish, finish your thoughts. Um, Harlan was also nominated for a Razzie for Worst Director for his work on this film. He ended up losing to Paul Verhoeven for Showgirls. Uh, the film was completely panned. Uh, I know right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it has about a 38% based on about 40 reviews. It was a lot, I remember it being a lot worse. The only movie critic that gave it a positive rating was our good friend, Roger Ebert. They gave it three out of four stars and Literally, his praise for this movie was, this is, in short, a satisfactory movie. It does not transcend the genre. It is not surprising or astonishing. I saw it because that was my job. And having seen it, I grant it skill. And if you're not into pirate movies, it's not a necessary film, but it gets the job done. That is the most positive review at the time that was given to this film. Yeah, I, th I think it was just a combination of a whole bunch of bad choices that led to this movie. Well, um, I think like, too, because like we said, like star power was a big thing, but what much bigger thing back in the nineties than it is now. Now what's replacing it is kind of like YouTube and 
we get a lot more talk about about back like behind the scenes now i i know like people were expecting fantastic four to flop way before it did because the back the the the, the drama behind the scenes was was constantly being talked about in film circles right and uh i think for an everyday audience though like like just a casual moviegoer that 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 doesn't really care about any of that stuff one i don't know how much of a of a appeal Gina Davis had as an action star. I know she was good in comedies and she did like The Fly with Jeff Goldblum and whatnot, but in in action movie circles, I don't know how much of a draw she was. And Matthew Modine is essentially an unknown, still is an unknown. So there isn't that draw. What was going to draw people to this movie were the effects, because back in 95, effects movies were a thing. Like, Like you could get people in based on the effects. And I think that the trailer for this film particularly did a a huge injustice to the film in terms of getting people excited like it's it's a ter- it's a horrible trailer and that's the only thing that people went on uh i can definitely see that but i do think word of mouth probably didn't help this film either no i think i think this was just a perfect storm of crappy situations um between the marketing between the the advertising between the stars turning it down between people's doubt in Gina Davis in 1995 being an action star. Motsi, I think what you said does have some credence in saying that like having a female action star in the 90s. I wasn't the one who um, said it. I think I it was that. Adil who said it. Oh, yeah. Adil, sorry. Adil mm-hmm. saying like a female-led action star in the 90s is a is a hard sell. Now, if it were me and I was doing that marketing, immediately I'm like, well, Let's bring it back to how Alien worked and let's bring it back to how all these, like how they can bring that genre and twist it. With this movie, it's like, yeah, you're right. Like all of the technical stuff works. All of the visuals work. I Every time like there are people on the screen, I look at the background and there's always something new to discover. It's just really fun. Um, I think that even the acting, like obviously Gina Davis is she's fine. Like in some scenes, she's great. In some scenes, she's horrible. Like there's no, in, like there's kind of like, she she vacillates. Like in some scenes, I really get, I really dig her as the protagonist. And then in other scenes, just like, could, could you not have like shot this again? Like, could you not have like done a couple takes and figured out which one would work? Because she, really? she can, she not can act, function. she can do it. But like, you know, like in certain points, like they just chose the worst, like um, yeah, probably the worst takes take. or whatever. And then, um, and the the villain is fantastic. I love that guy that like um the brother or whatever. Um, it's yeah. I mean, the only one I can say was like consistently bad throughout was the young guy, the young kid. Matthew Modine. Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh, the young, young kid. kid. <laughs> yeah. The young kid who is like on the one hand, every single scene he's in, he it's he clearly can't act. <laughs> on the true. other hand, his presence almost works just by virtue of like how he is as a character. He's like, oh, I'm the I'm the young one. Clear, like they never explain where I came from, but clearly, but I'm not annoying enough to be to not work. Like he's not annoying enough. Like he clearly can't act, but he's not annoying enough to be hate hateable. So you get this moment of like, well, I kind of feel for him. It's like he's he he's he kind of shows the um the really interesting like character like diversity in character not diversity in in like casting in terms of like um non-white characters because literally there's like two <laughs> but um in terms of like i mean they're all pirates so i feel a little better about them not being bad people <laughs> yeah but yeah but like um 
I like I like the I like her crew. I really like her crew. I want to see and yeah, you guys were talking about earlier um, shows based on movies. And even though it would be too much of a budget like risk for, uh, I would love a show with these characters because I actually really like the crew. I like their dynamic. I like how they talk to each other. I they kind of feel they feel like they feel like real people, even if their line delivery is sometimes shoddy. <laughs> It has the potential on every part of it to to have been Pirates of the Caribbean. Like yeah. every every single aspect of it, it had that potential. Comparing comparing Pirates One to this movie, if you let if you let Cutthroat Island marinate for like four years and then released it against Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, given that time, you would have fixed a lot of problems. You would have had a couple of reshoots of Gene Davis's lines, you would have finished some problematic intros you would have you would have you would have had a little more character development you would have spent time kind of kneading that into a fantastical pirate movie it 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 has the potential to be amazing the problem is outside of the perfect shitstorm that was this release cutthroat island it doesn't have heart like it feels like a swashbuckler but it doesn't like it doesn't make me feel like I'm watching a swashbuckler. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like it's like the sword fights are there, but there's like to, to okay. I don't know if Matsu understand this in, in terms of like art class, but it feels like you're drawing lines with no energy. Like, yes, your figure is right and you had that you're drawing your your person, but without that like quick arm energy move, it feels like I'm just like it's it's everything a swashbuckler should be, but there's no passion, no energy behind it. There's nothing. Eh, about it you know what i, I mean? kind of get what From you mean actors? like I, I i don't fully agree but i do understand like where you're coming from because like i said i did connect a little with the crew like her main crew her um even though i don't remember their names mr what's his face Blair, mr. mr glasspool yeah mr Blair, mr Glass, who's a young boy i don't know i, don't know. I, don't even say that Son, I, don't I think know. he played like a kid in, in malcolm in the middle in one of the older, <laughs> older oh my sons. God. but yeah like um i actually even if i can't name them i felt the connection between them so like that was the heart for me but it wasn't but i get what you mean because like it didn't feel like it was sustained throughout the entire movie it just kind of popped up every now and then and i'm like oh i like these guys they're clearly they're a crew clearly they care about each other da 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 clearly you kind of get to care about a lot of like, like these characters but I get what you mean because like it felt feels like the that feeling of connecting with these characters was incidental mm. almost like it would come up at certain points and I think the best scene has to be like when they were in the forest and they were working together and they were staying like showing their teamwork and stuff I think that like if you had focused more on I guess that like you had you had kind of you had honed in more on this lovely dynamic um, I think it would have had more of that heart that you were talking about. In you know this case, it's like kind of, it kind of comes in and out. The production for this movie was hell. And even when you're dealing with all these practical effects, even though it was on, like a, most of it was done on the stage, you still, it still feels if, if, if you're tired and you're, and every, and everyone seems tensions are high, you're right. Like th those, those background people or those people with one or two lines, they're probably just trying to make the best of it. Cause they're like, Hey, we're getting paid. 
you know, we only have to be on camera for X amount of time. Whereas with, with people like Gina Davis, where she's like, my career is going to be destroyed after this. And maybe knowing that while she's making this film <laughs> could, have, could have definitely led to, to uh, a, the performance that she gives. I actually did not know that um, MGM was in the process of being sold while this movie was being made, Carol Crow was also basically filing for chapter 11 right before this film got released. So that could have contributed to the crappy marketing campaign. But I feel like before then, there were so many production issues that everyone must have just given up on this film. Before yeah, that's that's started, what I feel like. So, and that's it's, so it's sad. Heartbreaking. It's, it's sad because when I, when I was watching this film, I, I'm sorry, Adil. I expected it to be hot garbage. I was like, I don't know why Adil is recommending oh, this movie, yeah. Yeah. but but I'm like, uh, whatever. And and I went in with an open mind. And to be honest, the film isn't anywhere near as bad as it as as it's been made out to be. I even watched some YouTube reviews before this, and a lot of them are trying really hard to pick this movie apart. And a lot of it doesn't really work because anything that is being that people are criticizing Cutthroat Island for they were praising Pirates of the Caribbean for like eight years later even three oh, yeah, years absolutely. later even three years later with the Mask of Zorro or is it like um, okay now we're talking gold yeah. no no no, no but what movie... I'm saying is but what I'm saying is like like yes that movie only came out three years after yeah. Cutthroat Island yeah, yeah. so it wasn't the tone that Cutthroat Island was the problem it seemed that there were other factors most yeah. of it being being unable to connect with the characters due to the maybe the performances and the whole debacle that was the marketing campaign. I will say, yeah. I will say that this movie, this movie alone, like take out take out everything, all the production issues and take out everything you know about outside of it, the budget and everything. This movie is, I would give it like if it came out without all of those issues behind it, if it got the proper marketing, if it got that, I feel like it would get at least like 80 something on in Rotten Tomatoes, if not like a high 70. Oh, just because no. it would be like it's no, but that's because like there's no, there's no, I feel like all the preconceived notions, because I had none apart from the fact that, you know, like apart from the fact that it, it failed box office wise. But I didn't I really have any preconceived notions about this movie. And when I watched it, I thought this is a good movie. It's not like perfect. It's not it's not like the greatest. Like Roger Ebert said, it doesn't like break ground or anything. But when I watched it, I was like, this movie, like worse movies have gotten more love and not like hot garbage movies, like worse movies that are objectively just meh. Have gotten more love. No, than hot this garbage movie movies has. get more love. Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, more hot, love hot garbage movies yeah. like get more. But I mean, worse movies in terms of being so bland that you don't remember them in like a year got more love than they are usually get more love than this movie. And this movie deserves way more love than it's gotten. I'm going to make, I'm, I want to say a few things. First of all, I'm going to make you guys happy. This is a better movie than Man of Steel. Secondly, <laughs> not, mean, yes. nothing to do with anything. I agree but, with that. On a scale of Man of Steel to Avengers, where does the movie sit? The, no, Man of Steel to Dark Knight, where does the movie sit? Every time I ask you, I'm going to say on a, on a scale from Man of Steel to Dark Knight, where does this movie sit? <laughs> well, it's, um, it's closer to Dark Knight than Man of Steel, if you're that way. Okay. Um, if you... I'm, I'm going to give you the reason I picked this movie, first of all. I, I You guys know that I love swashbucklers. It actually made me pick up fencing some seven years ago. And oh. you didn't know I fenced? <laughs> hey, fence with my, fence with my uh, I did not know this, but it's oh, just... Oh, really? 
Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. Okay. Um, the first time Leon and I met, we had a fencing bout in the park. I won. Aww. Did you? <laughs> I didn't I know this. Is you expected rules. You expected yeah, rules. That's okay. I'm the one who goes to a boxing match. I didn't know you guys had that. Like, I, I had no idea what your history was. I'm so happy. That's so now sweet. you know our backstory. Yeah, your backstory. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, so when this movie came out, people used to say, "Oh, that this movie killed the pirates film, the pirates genre," which which is very funny because. What pirate movie can you think of before that? Yeah, exactly. What was the last pirate movie that was successful? I'll tell you what. It was 1940 with Errol Flynn. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like it was in the 40s. Killed. So it's no, not. It's, yeah, it's this true. movie definitely did not. Before that, there was, unless you count uh, Princess Bride, which had a pirate in it, even though we didn't that's have not, ships yeah, or whatever. Wait a minute. Before that, wait there a minute. was the child molester Roman Polanski's pirates. Hold on. Was Hook a pirate movie? Um, I wouldn't. Didn't if, only if you well. consider Peter Pan a pirate movie. I yeah. Know, like... I mean, like, but it's more about Hook than Peter Pan. Yeah, but, I mean, but, Peter Pan, but yeah, like, you could, boy, you could, you could count it as a pirate movie, yeah, for sure. Swashbucklers in general had their glory days in the 30s, 40s, and maybe a little bit in the 50s. After that, there isn't really anything big. Like there's one every once in a while, but there's nothing, no period of Swashbucklers until. The 90s. Pirates. In the oh. 90s, you have uh, Robin, Hood's, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You have a um, Disney version of The Three Musketeers. You have Cutthroat Island. You have The Mask of Zorro. And you have The Man in the Iron Mask. And so that's five. Hook that we just mentioned, Hook. How did you just... Hook is not a swashbuckler. Forgot it already. <laughs> Technically, it's not a swashbuckler. Oh, fine. I'll give you that. Okay. So that's why I wanted to pick something. I didn't want to pick something from the 30s because I'm not sure you guys are ready for that. My favorites are from the 30s, but I wanted to pick, uh, of all of these five, I thought Cutthroat Island is can have the most interesting uh, conversation. Now, this film, practical effects, stunned, stunned for real by the actors themselves. Like that scene where- Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive to me, all these practical effects. All when Gina stunts. Davis jumps from uh, back from, the building onto the carriage. She does that herself. So through the window, rolls and lands onto the carriage. When one of the takes, she missed it and fell, I think, in front of it and the carriage went over her. Oh. That, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, the stuff that they went through. And in terms of action star, I think Gina Davis deserves, with this and Long Kiss Goodnight, I think she deserves more recognition as an action star because she can pull really pull off those action scenes like more than i'm sorry linda hamilton is great in terminator 2 but she doesn't do half of the stuff that Jenny davis did davis agreed. does in this film agreed mm -hmm. well, thing, i think yeah action star is not necessarily about capable abilities i think it's about attitude that is portrayed in the role right yeah, like even if you don't give it to her in this film in the next a... one in long kiss goodnight which is an unsung classic I'm that movie say, is really, really good. Here's also the thing. From Rennie here's Harlan, the thing. Yeah, also from Rennie Harlan. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you say like attitude does it, I don't think that's true because somehow, somehow, um, and I love him. Okay, I love him dearly. He is awesome. But uh, Keanu Reeves was a terrible no. actor up until a certain point in time. 
in not... his action movies. He did not have the personality for an action star, but he became one anyway. And I feel like Gina Davis has more action star in her than Keanu Reeves. So does. here's here here's the where where I my problem with Gina Davis is. Yes, Keanu Reeves has never been a good actor. Even today, <laughs> he's not a good actor. Yeah, they write roles however, for him. However, yep. Keanu Reeves has charisma. When you watch a Keanu Reeves movie, you go to see Keanu Reeves. He does what he does very well. Like whatever it is, whether it's Neo, whether it's John Wick, whether it's um, Jack from Speed or, or, or the, the guy from Point Break, like he has a persona. It's, it's the same thing like Arnold. Like when you go to see an Arnold movie, you're not there to see his acting ability. He has a very specific role. Uh, you're, you're there to see certain things. And I feel with, with Gina Davis, she has no charisma in her performance. And I don't know if that's because she didn't care about the script or, or she was under too much pressure or she didn't care. I do agree that Long Kiss Goodnight is a better example of her ability to be an action star, but none of that is here. And yes, she does her own stunts and there are some great shots where you can see it is her, which is amazing. And that's, that, that's another reason why I think the action scenes in this film don't get enough credit that, than, they, than they deserve because they're, everyone's too busy trashing the film, but the action scenes are actually really good in this movie, especially the last 20 minutes. I thought it was mm-hmm. as yeah. good as anything Michael Bay's ever done, better oh. even. Oh, so, hands down. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like, but what what made, like, cause I was watching this movie and I couldn't find anything particularly wrong with it. That's the thing, like nothing particular, like was nothing that happened in this movie that I was like, that is stupid. This is ridiculous. Even when she like, when her father dies and says, oh, the map's on my scalp. And then she comes and shows the scalp. And I thought that was really weird, but also like no complaints. I was like, mm. I'm, I'm okay with this. Yeah, it's, you know, oh yeah, go on, sorry. I just, I just couldn't get invested in the film in anything that was going on. And, and a lot of that does attribute to Gina Davis. Uh, Matthew Modine's fine. Like he's, he's meant to be a side character in, in an interesting role reversal, like, you know, where, where the girl is supposed to be the sexy lamp where the guy now is a sexy lamp. Like I thought I was, I was fine with that, but a lot of the, the, the film's inability to connect with audience, I do think relies on her inability to be a charismatic hero. And we only have to go, I, I don't want to use Mask of Zorro as, as an example, because that's a really good movie, yeah. but like with Pirates of the Caribbean, what Johnny Depp brings to his role as, as Jack Sparrow, you can see that there's a difference between how you connect with a movie that isn't actually that good, but you love it so much more because the actor is taking you through that. And that's the thing that with Keanu Reeves and Tom Cruise and Arnold, even Sylvester Stallone, like that's their ability to take you through these movies that may not with any other star wouldn't be as good as they are, but they, but they, they are able to transcend that. And unfortunately, I think Gina Davis isn't able to translate that, the material that she's given. That's yeah. fair enough. I yeah, that's, 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 that's a very enough. apt. That's a very apt. Yeah. Description. Yeah, that's actually yeah, that's actually a really good description of it. Because yeah, I see. I think that she's serviceable. But when you say that, yeah, there's needs to be more than that to really carry a movie. I don't. Yeah. I as much as I like Gina Davis, and I think she did a good job in this movie. I yeah, she doesn't have the I don't know. I call it the Robert Downey Jr. charisma. <laughs> so at the beginning, when they were like 
when this guy was like shave my head and I'm like oh okay that's kind of clever he he said it was in his head but it's actually on his scalp that's cool and they cut away and I'm like what you can't just show us his bald head like and she's gonna copy down the map like are you kidding me that's really silly like I'm like yeah. excuse me like wh why would you just cut away from that it seems like a weird and then later on she comes back and she's like here's my dad's scalp and I'm like oh yeah. well, that's, that's uh, interesting I love about this film because yeah. it's, it's one of those things that define <laughs> the world that they live in the kind of mm -hmm. thing they would do and yeah uh, <laughs> like oh, okay, i like that i like that twist like it's, I, it's a that's when you know this movie is not made for kids because like the MacGuffin is literally human skin see like i i watch that maybe because my brain goes to the old analytical <laughs> but he's like he's talking he's not unconscious yet and he and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I scalped him. I was like, wait a minute, did he just pass out or did you, did he die from the scalping? Cause I feel- No, I think, I think that I when really... she scalped him after he died. Oh, no, yeah. I was thinking like she shaved him and then he died and then she scalped him. But like, I, I didn't, I, it didn't occur to me that she'd scalp him. I, it did not occur to me for a second. I thought, oh, look, she's gonna look at his head, write it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> I know. I, I gave a lot of the really, really, really cheesy writing a semi-pass because it was 1995 like yeah. I, I gave a lot of it being like that's not witty it's stupid a pass because that's what that's what that's what film growers wanted in 1995 right that's I like a lot stuff like that made Jeff Goldblum like the celebrity he is now you have to have <laughs> cheesy lines and it's like ah it's hilarious it's not it's not funny it's not clever it's not witty it's just a, a joke of the times it's endearing and it's, in, it's endearing, that endearing yeah. attitude just permeates time if you commit to it then it's endearing and i think Marty, you said that earlier but the best character in this movie is the villain the villain is so good he's, he's better than most villains in my favorite movies this guy is Fantastic. And the he's great thing Shang, about he's him is that- He's the Shang Tsung of this movie. And so cool. yeah, have yeah. to watch Mortal Kombat the movie, Shang Tsung is like, yo, that actor was fantastic, but the movie is a hot garbage. This, this is what he, that's who he is. Well, what I want to say so about good. him, like he has dialogue like, if you betray me the way you did Morgan, it will be my pleasure to cut you alive and eat you. Which is great, it's like- <laughs> I love Eat you part. I love this mess so, so much. That's the point. When you crush, I, 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 like, I, I genuinely, I feel like from this moment, I will not talk about anything else except how good this villain was. Because I'm gonna be like, watch Cutthroat Island for the villain. Watch him for the villain. He's like the like every scene that he's in. I am like completely in love with this guy. Like I remember at some point I was like when they were I don't know waiting for something or whatever. Like they were with the with the British men. I always forget what they were, but like they were with the British men. He's like, Trotter. when I'm governor of like when I'm governor of Jamaica, and he's like Trotter. imagine him reading the script and literally just going ah i know what movie i'm in this movie does everything right except it's wrong the story like, is I fantastic i don't know why the story uh, it, is really good this story it's a classic pirate story it's a classic you know adventure what? story you go from a from a treasure hunt like a tre you find treasure maps you go to a city you destroy the city you have a sword fight here and there you have a storm you have a a treasure mm -hmm. island and then you have a ship on sh against ship fight and a final duel to if, the death 
which is exactly all the elements of a great swashbuckler. If you took this movie and legitimately just took it script and put it into Uncharted 4, you would have been great. By the way, Adele, which Uncharted, is pretty much Uncharted, Uncharted, Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4 is a swashbuckler, hands down. But, like it but pretty much what fight. Uncharted the film is probably going to be is going to have a lot of elements from this movie. I can almost guarantee it. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, I watched this and I was just like, this, this, like her, her wit, although not deliverable as well as Nathan Drake could deliver it, or Nolan North, I think he's a voice actor, yeah? Something like that. Um, the wit that they had... Like, oh, I took your bullets. Like he he could easily have said those lines and delivered them in that way. And there you could have a cutscene in Uncharted 4 or 5 in this case of him like riding a cart, punching someone, jumping through a window, running through, having Sully on like the front part of the reins, being like, Nate, Nate, where'd you go? And then have him like jump through the window and be like, Oh, how you doing, Sully? Like you you could legitimately replace this entire movie with an untold uncharted film and game and it would work flawlessly like you have the city that you got blown up you have the ship that you're on you have the jungle that you end up on you have them rappel down the side of the cliffs to get into the caves you find the treasure like this is just uncharted the movie just not done well I don't even think that I don't even think that's true. I think that this movie itself is like I really think that this movie, the quality of this movie, is good to great. It's not it's not amazing. It's not like beyond like compare whatever. It's good to great, and that the people and that all of the all of the bad press surrounding it has given it an undeserved um, uh, reputation because it, it lost so much money, but it's not nearly as bad as all that. I think that people didn't give it a chance way before it even came out. I think that people didn't, like the people who didn't give it a chance were the people who made this movie, which is unfortunate, because I think that if this movie had gotten a fighting chance um, outside, because you know, when you hear production issues, you immediately think this movie's gonna be bad. And most of the time it is. But this movie somehow, with all its production issues, with everything that happened, has turned out a good to great movie. And I think that it deserves way more, way more love than it's gotten. I think that people need to stop thinking of it as a bad movie. It is not a bad movie, not by, uh, not by a certain like standards of bad. It's just, it is a movie that somehow lost so much money through, but the movie itself is just, is, is good. The movie is good. It's, well, it I doesn't have I, charisma. I the think for me, it, yeah, exactly, Leon. I, I completely agree. And I think that this movie could get benefit from could benefit from potentially getting remade. I think if you're going to remake a movie, this one could because Adil yeah. said it. The story, the, the script itself is a swashbuckler. It might be on maybe on the formula formulaic side because it's like you have to have these beats, but that is what makes the the story beats is what makes a swashbuckler so entertaining and so great so it's it's unfortunate that the film went through what it did because i do think that there's a lot of merits in this film i think it's it's hard because it's like the film is has such a horrible reputation and it's almost like i i want to tell people it's not as bad as you think it is but it's not quite at the point where i would be like where where there could be this resurgence be Mm -hmm. like you know how some movies that were critically panned or flopped back in the day they get this little cult following over time and then all of a sudden it becomes this this thing that people are into i i don't 
it's hard because Cutthroat Island, I don't know if it's as good as that. Again, for me, it's a lot of it is the lacking in any charisma, but definitely there are things here that I feel should be ex expanded upon maybe in other films. I would also love to see this movie get remade. I think because swashbucklers are a genre that don't get enough attention and love, in my opinion, because Pirates of the Caribbean, I know may not be like the best swashbuckler ever made, but it definitely was the movie that made me interested in watching more of them. Mm -hmm. And when you see more of them, it's like, hey, these are a lot of fun. And there's a lot of like, and you can, you can have that silly tone, that comedy mixed with great action and it works like I'd very, want, very well. Mm -hmm. I'd want more of these characters. Like, I know you say that you don't really connect with them, but I kind of do at least the, the crew bit. I feel like you could tell a couple of good stories with this crew that feels like a family in some, in some parts. I think that, um, I think the ending with them, like having a bunch of like a really, it, it was almost, I liked the ending a lot just because it was just them talking to each other and kind of being like, oh, what do you mean farming? Like, there's just a moment where it's like, these guys are connecting and then you have fucking Trotter just becoming part of the crew because whatever. <laughs> like, I really like these characters as a whole. Like, Gina Davis, like the character that Gina Davis is playing, I think could be better played by other people. Um, I think that if, for example, it became an animated series or something like, a, I don't know, a couple of episodes animated series, they could do a couple of adventures that they did or like focus on another adventure. I feel like it would work because these characters are interesting enough if like from a from a from a character from a archetypal standpoint, I guess, like I think that the way if they're able to express that that good relationship and the um the way these characters are it's such an interesting um cast of characters it's a, it's an interesting crew where you have um uh, mr glasspool who's like the sensible one but he's also like he's very much like he's almost like a big brother like not quite fatherly enough but he does feel like he's very much like a big brother and you have like a little brother who is who is kind of like almost useless but at the same time not annoying enough to not be liked <laughs> it's like and like you have um and you have oh, what's his name the mr blair the, the quartermaster he is fantastic <laughs> i mean he's like Max. he's very like he's very subtle in, in the way he's fantastic but he is fantastic and he, oh my god the monkey's name is king charles <laughs> that made the monkey like 10 times better for <laughs> his name is king charles i mean but yeah, yeah. Like, the characters in this, the characters in this, I feel like could tell a couple of good stories, and I think it deserves at least like a second look. It deserves at least a little more love for the source material, and maybe like I don't know, an animated, like a short animated series or something. I don't know. I'd love to see something with these characters. A joke <laughs> is always better if you add and eat you at the end. And eat you. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, oh man, I, I could like just spend the rest of the podcast just talking about this fucking villain. He is great. He's like, come here, lady like, niece. You should come join me. And I'm gonna fuck it. Like, and you know, the whole time, it's like, it's so funny because the writing was so very invested in making sure that you don't think the villain's horny for the main character because he's like, he's got, they have like, they have a good rapport. But he's like, by the way, he's her uncle and she's the niece. Okay, okay. And you're like, they had to clarify that multiple times because they have such a good chemistry. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Um, no, I remember when you were young and like, I would bounce you on my knee. And now you're like, I mean, I was like, okay, I get it. She's your niece. I get it. It's not. I get it. <laughs> oh, by the way, you were you were talking about uh, the crew for 
uh, Morgan's ship, but also his ship has yeah! uh, Mr. <laughs> Snellgrave with the chains on on one side. That's which I've true, never seen but I mean, like level. he did, he did kind of like kill most. Like he would just randomly kill his crew, so it's not quite as like yeah, so. that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean, when it comes to, I think you guys nailed it when you talked about uh, the energy and the passion when it comes to the main characters, apart from Dog. Uh, I think it's not just it's just not just Morgan. The one who, with whom I cannot connect is Shaw, because yeah. I don't know Matthew Modine. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sure he's good in something. Uh, uh, well, um, the Netflix series that's Stranger Things, it's pretty good in that. But in this movie, I think he's terribly miscast. And the reason they cast him was because he has a fencing background. And I'm like, why? The guy doesn't fence in the movie. He grabs his sword twice and he barely fights. And then he, he does say he grabs a sword once and he does say I have a fencing background. So I don't know if that's properly yeah. meta in the terms of film, but they were just like, give him a sword. I have a fencing background. All right. He matches line. the lines that he, the character says. But he's um they but then no one knew it. If you had someone like Gary Elwes in that part, it would have been so much better. Yeah. And I, I didn't mind him, but he felt like disconnected to the, from the plot a lot of times. Yeah. Like in terms of his character, his character was, I, I feel like he, um, a little better than Gina Davis, he did fine. It's just that the way his character was written felt so disconnected to the plot for the most part. So like when it comes to how suddenly it's like, I get, the one thing I did get that they sold me is that lady sees guy guy stinks guy's hot kind of wants him but like there's no that's not romantic it's just it's just yeah like it's fun and horny and i'm like all right i i totally i you can totally sell that and i totally understand it's but for the most part his character felt so disconnected from the plot and he was doing like at some point he does like oh because he's a thief so he steals this thing and i'm mm -hmm. like uh all right um i guess he's back now it it, it felt like he was and they never go into his backstory until like much, and it's, it's not even a backstory. It's like, oh, I grew up thieving, therefore I can do this now. And I'm like, all right, I, it feels like you're in a different movie. It feels like you were written for a different movie. But I'm glad sure. you said that. He's a crappy thief. Yeah. He's a crappy thief. No, Everything he, he tried to stole, uh, did he get caught? No. Everything, everything he stole, they were just like, hey, you, you stole that lady's tiara, you're in jail, or tiara, you're in jail. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I saw that you stole the map. I can, I know you have it. Just tell me where it is. Hey, you have this, no, like, no, not that he's map. a the crappy. Map. He, he which, steals which the map, map from Dog. Like yeah. The, yeah, but that, that that's the only time when his skill is really, really well exploited, which is, which I'm glad you, the two of you brought this up because I think his introduction as well should be completely different because that's mm -hmm. the most boring scene in the movie mm -hmm. like when uh, he's in the, at the ball in the ballroom and is just like you don't until it actually happens you don't even get the point of the scene it's, i mean i i don't think i think that scene was okay because it introduced the um too rich like it it feel it feels like it promises more than it keeps is what that movie that scene felt like for me it's like Oh, this guy, he's like, he's stealing from people and it introduces the other villains well enough, like these two rich pet people. But then, then he just gets caught and he's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. I guess that, that just went nowhere. It could, it could have been that it... in a better scene. He could have been mm. like a real, like he went to steal 
like he sneaks into somewhere and then he gets caught by these two. You could introduce these three characters in a different way and in a more interesting way than than what they did. To be honest, done it the same way the pirates did. To be honest, yeah, I, I thought that he the scene itself was fine, but just like I was saying, with Matthew Modine doesn't have that that because when I saw the scene, it's kind of like I just thought he was like that. Like you don't realize till after that he's trying to steal stuff. And it's it's a, it's an it's a scene because it's like you, you're supposed to it's supposed to establish him as like the suave guy who who sneaks into places, steals stuff, isn't very conspicuous or good at it, but he he tries to talk himself out of a situation and he can't really do that. So in itself, that is an interesting character, and you could give that to a Johnny Depp, or you could give that to mate. I don't know about I don't know about a Keanu Reeves, but a Robert Downey Jr. And you could yeah. get a lot of humor out of that scene and it could work. Mm-hmm. The problem is Matthew Modine does not do anything with that. Yeah. He doesn't have the ability, or at least he wasn't given the, the ability or the direction to pull that off. So that scene comes across like how he does through most of the film, which is he comes off as a side character. Yeah, you, you yeah. know what? It, it, you know what he lacks? He lacks, um, he lacks, okay, this is gonna sound really bad, but then it's true. He lacks the sexual charisma of um, any love interest in a swashbuckler. So like, again, they did, the writing is good because the writing switches it out. So it's like, you know, you have the male character in the like love interest who is also like supposed to be this um, charming person or whatever. And if you, for example, he's the cat woman in the scenario, except bad, like he should have been like this, this hat, like this pretty boy who is like, who uses his masculine wiles to get people to do what he wants, which is like what they were clearly going for. It kind of just like, they didn't, they didn't, I don't know, they didn't like um, commit to it. They didn't commit to this the way, like, it feels like if this movie, if everyone had committed as much as the villain, this would have worked so much better. Um, I don't think he committed well enough to the role of basically, yeah, he's the, um, he's the seduction, he's the, um, home fatal in this particular yeah, scenario yeah. he is um that's what he's supposed to be he's like he's a doctor sure but like it's kind of like when they have female characters who are like oh she's actually like this she only cares about this but you've you've you found her soft core which is that she like she because you because she cares about you specifically that's they should have gone with that they should have like really pushed that particular reversal but they didn't push hard enough. Like if they were going to do a like um, a twist on the 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 um, I f- that's like when they said this movie didn't break ground. I feel like it was trying to, and then it didn't quite get there because they didn't push those specific scenarios. Like here you go, you have the swashbuckler, except the main character is female. She covers all of the bases of the char- swashbuckling protagonist role wise. Um, without feeling like she has to be a man in this scenario. But then you have the character of the love interest who's supposed to cover this role of the of the seductive, beautiful, like um, interesting, like in, a, in his own way, interesting, um, like love interest who at some point will break the main character's heart, but then come back and fix it later. But he didn't push it hard enough. Like he didn't push the fact that, oh, it's a, it's a reversal. It's a, this is like what we were trying to do. This is like, oh, it's a twist. This time it's a dude. And he's doing every single thing that a woman would do in the situation, but it doesn't feel out of place. And they just could, didn't get there. Yeah, I love I little things that. about uh, the chase scene when, when 
the one of the guards just jumps onto the carriage, and Gina Davis just like, "You hold the reins. I'm gonna fight the guy." And then the next time the the guards jump onto it, he just hands the reins to to he just takes the reins from from Gina Davis. Like, okay, I know you're gonna fight. I I love also uh, during that chase when Gina Davis jumps back from the shop into the onto the carriage and then says. Uh, it's a nice, it's a nice shop. I should come back one day under different circumstances. It just like makes it just those little like quote unquote feminine touches that they would add to the character, which I really liked. Yeah. But you're right, like um Gina Davis and Matthew Modine have no chemistry. <laughs> yeah. They don't. They don't. I'm like, I'm, and it's so funny because, like, even if I say Gina Davis doesn't quite have the charisma, she has like way more charisma than Matthew Modine, which is like, so in every scene they're in, I'm enjoying that she's enjoying that she's got this pretty boy that she wants to have. And I'm like, that's literally the only chemistry I see out of them, which is that go, yes, yes, get this guy. And that's all that I feel whenever they're together. (laughs) It's not like romance. It's literally just, yeah, no, he's hot. Go get him. That's it. Right. There's nothing. He has no other like really particularly. Um, he doesn't particularly spark the interest, personality-wise. <laughs> but he's he's hot, and you want him, so go go ahead. That's the only like enjoyment I got out of their scenes together. So on that note, go if you haven't already watch Cutthroat Island and be whelmed. Be well, yeah, it's, it's good. It's not you're, great. You're, it's good. You're and definitely enjoy the villain who is fucking fantastic. Like if there's yeah. like, I will say in this movie, the most amazing things are the practical effects. Yeah, the music stunts. is actually, you know, there's so many things that are good about this movie. Practical effects, stunts, the writing is good. The like this movie is so many amazing things mixed with so many eh, fine things mixed with a very horrible production around it like this movie doesn't have anything horrible in it like not that I can think off the top of my head there's nothing horrible about this movie it's just that everything surrounding it is horrible and this movie itself has amazing bomb bits it has okay bits and it comes it comes around to a good to great movie and there are things about it that you might love but there are things about it that don't work and what we're saying is it deserves better than the rap it has. It's not a, it's not the greatest, but it is definitely worth watching. Yeah. It's yeah, a, my, my, it's a fun, entertaining film. Yeah, my, my final thought would be basically um, the film has a horrible rap because of the production, of the, the circumstances surrounding it. A, a, a studio going bankrupt that had no desire to market the film, stars that didn't either didn't want to be associated with it, the attempt at making somebody an action star that maybe she was maybe a film away, maybe a film or two away from that. But regardless, the actual film, if you were ever interested in watching Cutthroat Island just to see it, there's no reason not to, to avoid it. It's actually a much better film than, than, than anyone that I know has, has said it is, but I think most people haven't seen it. I think the production value is is as on par as as on par as what a hundred million dollars can get you. Uh, you. I don't even think two hundred million dollar films can get what this movie was able to get out of that budget. The unfortunate thing is, like I said before, the the stars that are supposed to carry you through this film and make you care about the story are not there. So 
it never hits that point where you're invested in it that I could recommend and say, hey, this is going to be a great time. I just think that this film is unfortunately one of those films that is 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 marked off as one of those like horrible disasters when nowhere in terms of film quality, nowhere near that. It deserves better is how we would yeah. like to describe this film. Yeah, also, funny. the villain is fucking amazing. There are cra- crappier- 6.7 out of 10. I kind of yeah. gave I kind of gave it a five just because I couldn't quite recommend it. Yeah. But yeah. but I've seen crappier, way crappier films get much more love from critics and audiences. Facts. Which um, this film unfortunately did did. It, it, it's it's one of those movies where it's cool to hate, and if you say you like it, it's almost like people think you're weird. But I'm like, no, 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 no. There's 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 tons to like about this movie. I'm waiting for the one there's big only one thing that's YouTuber. Not to like about this movie. Oh, what's that's that? the thing. So, what, uh, it's just uh, the the charisma the, of every single one. The, of the energy actors. of the 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 leads, really, the two it's, leads, it's not even one, the villain. Yeah, the leads. Yeah, yeah if, the villain. If you change that, and Gina Everyone Davis has it in her to bring that, she does that in the next film. It's it's the one thing that is detrimental to the film. Yeah. It's almost like because I'll just bring up Alien Covenant for for just a, a quick mm-hmm. example. I don't really have any problems with that film other than one or two things, but those one or two things completely suck my enjoyment out right. of that movie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Cutthroat Island isn't as bad as that. <laughs> it's nowhere near as bad as as Alien Covenant. But the one or two things that this movie has does affect my ability to fully invest in this film. Fair enough. However, I'm waiting. I'm oh sorry. Are you had a however? The the however is there is a lot to like about this movie. Yeah. There's a lot yes. to admire. Yeah. And I think if you are a fan of swashbucklers, it's yeah, it's one of the I, I don't see ones. how you cannot have at least some fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. And oh what I was gonna say is I'm waiting for the one famous YouTube a video essayist to say Cutthroat Island is good actually. Get a hundred thousand likes and millions of views and get people to watch this movie and give it a fair shake. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for like, maybe somebody already has and I just didn't notice. I guess I'd give it a seven to 7.5 out of 10. Like I said, it's not perfect, but it is like on the better side of enjoyable. And I do think that the characters are worth exploring again. And yeah, everything else that we mentioned that is good about it is actually fucking great. I eagerly await for the remake directed by Chad Stahelski of the John Wick film starring <laughs> oh. um, starring I, I just had the cat the dream cast in my head why did I forget honestly um, like if they Emily got Blunt the- and John Krasinski as the two directed by the John Wick uh, director I eagerly oh, yeah. await that remake yeah but if you put those 150 two- million dollars and the John I'm Wick director, I'll direct it if you put those two in any <laughs> movie it it's gonna deal. work if you put those two in any movie it's gonna work yeah it's great it's all right great. and they, yeah. they take the exact same script they don't change the script just just take the script yeah take the script it's the same use the same script as is Take no, it, the script is great, the guy, except, but rename the villain. That's what I'm going to say. Rename the villain. No, keep that. B-A-W-G. No, Frank Langella is, is still alive. Yeah, no, no, no. He can rename play him, recast but have him recast, recast him <laughs> as the villain. Rename him. Rename like, him, that's right. Rename cast him again. Cast him again. Oh, Bring him God. back. He'll still be Don't amazing. Be such a cool name. No! Okay, dog no, 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 is a keep, fine name. No, no, no. The keep spelling the is stupid. Like D A W G dog. I'm like, yeah. I He's hate a it. Pirate. He probably doesn't know how to spell. 
You're right. Oh, you know what? That's the There's only a, thing oh, that I got from this movie was I'm just it's like, small. they're all illiterate. They're that's all illiterate. I, I love that. Just like, I love oh, can that. You read the that's map. such a small, yeah, that's such a small thing. And I was like, oh, I love Wait, the fact that they suddenly you, like, you he's illiterate. It? They're illiterate. I'm like, they're holy shit, that's illiterate. good. That's why she's like, oh, can you read this? And she gives it to the guy because the writer, yeah. The writer, because she couldn't read. Everyone there was illiterate. And that's why she's like, can you read Latin? That's why she got him in the first place. You're telling me no one understood that the whole crew was illiterate the entire time? I love, time? No, I love, no, no, no I do we remember. That. We got that. We just didn't connect it to the fact that his name is fucking dog. <laughs> like, fuck it. Like, they would spell dog if you were a 90s rapper or like, no, an early 2000s <laughs> rapper. Someone did their research rapper. and realized that pirates in the Caribbean <laughs> generally dog. wrote and spelt things phonetically. Like that's why a lot of like even no. pat even like patois in Jamaica, even though it's a I mismatch guess so. of languages, yeah, you're it's right. Very ri- it's written phonetically. So. It's my you problem. It's me. Speak. I'm the problem. Fun fact here. about <laughs> Cutthroat Island. Guys. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Right. Bye, bye, guys. Much love. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Plot Mechanics. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to learn more about Cutthroat Island or the films we cover, follow us on social media. On Facebook, we're Plot Mechanics Official. On Twitter, at Plot Mechanics 4. And on Instagram, Plot Mechanics. It's now December, so next we'll be looking at a couple of holiday movies, starting with The Nightmare Before Christmas. So, see you next week. <laughs>